Welcome, people. This is Edgar Otraves bringing you another episode of the Floral Podcast. Now, today on the show, my co-host is Cousin Primo, and we're going to be talking about a few old joints, one of which in particular is Rama One Half, created by, created by legendary manga artist Rumiko Takahashi. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to check us out, make sure you go to our website, thefloralpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store. Also, don't forget to look us up on Instagram under the name The Flow Roll. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Rumiko Takahashi, she's uh, she created legends like uh, Mizana Koku, Inuyasha, Yurusei Yatsura. We also mention other properties that are part of the Isake genre, which is the Alice in Wonderland type genre of anime. We also talk video games and a whole bunch more. Uh, I hope you like this episode. We get really geeky. So on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. This is Edgar Otra Vez. Otra Vez. Otra Vez con estos cabrones. What's up, brother? Not much, brother. What's going on with you, man? Yeah, same old, same old. And today on the show, I have my co-host, the one and only Cousin Primo. Primo. What's How we doing? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? No, bro. Same shit, different day. You know what I'm talking about? I hear you, bro. I hear you, man. Today's episode, we're going to be doing a classic. Rama One Half, created by Rumikyo Takahashi, uh, way back when. Back in 1989, brother. 1989. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um... So let's talk about the first season, uh, mostly because I think that's the most impactful. But this, it's a great series, right? But uh, tell me what you think. First off, uh, your impression of the series itself. Well, to be honest with you, bro, the only reason why I wanted to watch this episode was because of you. Okay, because you talked about this series so much. Man, it was like your it was like your Bible. Okay, <laughs> it's all you ever talked about was Rama one half, Rama one half. You know, and and yes, it did catch my eye, but I wasn't really interested in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, ah, you know me, I'm not. I'm into mechs. I'm into monsters. Giver was my stuff. Remember that? Oh, so, Giver was great. Yeah, Giver was great. So, but as I got older, you know. My, my my palate matured. <laughs> okay, and Rama, I I watched one of the movies, oh. not knowing from the series. Oh, so you want you watched an episode? I watched the movie, which was um, Neo My Concubine. Oh, Neo My Con- My Concubine, yeah, yeah, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie, and then after that, I really wanted to know more about this about this series so what i ended up doing was buying the complete series so that's interesting that you say that because my introduction to rama was also through that movie like that was the first thing i saw was nihau my concubine right and uh that is a crazy ass fucking movie it is a great it's a crazy movie but it's also a good movie it's a very good movie and not to ruin too much about that movie but there is so many characters mm-hmm. in Rama. There is a scene where uh, I think it was Rama or or uh, Akane. They were running, mm-hmm. and the whole cast of characters were in the Bro- background, yeah. right, running after them. And I'm like, who the fuck are these? Are all these people? Like, where did they come from? Who are? Th- what is this? And it just looks like madness, and. I was like, I got to, like you, I was like, I got to find out more. What's going on right. with this, right? And right. it's hilarious, right? It's it's a very hilarious movie, but also absolutely not suitable for children. All no. of it is super sexual humor. Right, exactly. More toward um, young adults, if anything. Well, I, I don't know if you could even say that it's for young adults. I know what I mean by Oh, f- well, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> it is... It is really dirty in places. I mean, oh, yeah. there, there there is a 
pervert in the, the show. Pervert. The the old guy, Haposai. So yeah, Hapo. So like I um I, I mean it's, it's just it's it's a that movie is wild and fun. And the ending to that movie is spectacular because mm-hmm. they do kind of like uh um Rama has to like like fight a bunch of people to get to save Akane. Right. Uh, who's the love interest in the in the show. And I don't know if you can call her a love interest as much as maybe she's even a protagonist as well, I would say. But uh, so uh, Akane is, is Rama's love interest. And so then they go and he tries, he has to climb the tower a la right. uh, Game of Death. Right, exactly. To, to save her. So like there's a different levels and in every level there's a bad guy he's got to defeat. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and And it's martial arts. So anyway, you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Why don't you give us a quick synopsis of what Rama one half is. Well, Rama one half is about a boy and his father who go on this trip to become the master of masters of martial arts. The father's trying to make his son the greatest fighter there is. Mm-hmm. So they travel the world. They end up in China where they go to these um, haunted I want to say springs or, or, or cursed, cursed springs, cursed springs. Yes. After several warnings of not to be going in there, they try. They hear the rumor that it is one of the best places to train. Yeah. So they train. The father gets knocked into the pool and ends up coming out as a a panda. That's right. Okay. Rama, being shocked that he is, gets hit by the panda, gets knocked into a pool. Now, these cursed pools, what they are, are where things have died. Yes. Okay. So, whoever falls in those pools becomes what died in that pool. Yeah. So, like, it's funny because there's like a a hundred of these things. Yeah. A hundred of them. And the guy, the tour guide that took him there was like, oh, each, you know, this one has a very tragic story of a young girl that fell in there and died. And if you fall in the, in the, in the cursed spring, you're going to turn into a girl. And there's one for a pig. There's one for a goose. There's one for all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and if you fall in one of these things, you're going to turn into one of these things that died in that, in that hot spring. Right. And so it's bananas. It's fucking bananas. It's right. Like, like, so, and the way the curse works is if you get wet with cold water, you turn into the thing. You turn right. into whatever hot spring you, you fall into. So basically, you're turning into your other thing all the time. So if you fill into a hot, hot spring where you turn into a pig or where, you know, where a pig died, you're going to turn into that pig all the fucking time. Anytime any cold water hits you, you're going to turn into a pig. And the way to turn back is with hot water. Exactly. So I'm sorry. Continue. So Rama falls into a pool that turns him into a, a young girl. Right now. He's shocked to even be a woman. Okay. Now. When what we skipped over, what I skipped over was that his father, his father, has promised Rama's hand in marriage to his friend, who is also a teacher of a martial martial arts school. Okay, and his youngest daughter, who happens to be Akane, has been promised to Rama. Now, due to the fact that when they first come see them, after they have been cursed. They're shocked to see that there's a giant pandy holding a girl. So that his best friend is mortified to find out that Rama is a girl. Yeah. And now, and then comedy ensues. Right. And comedy ensues where yeah. it's them trying to do this and do that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's, it's, there's martial arts. There's a perverted old man. 
There is Chinese Amazons. There <laughs> in this series that you could possibly want. And it is a great series to watch. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's very, um, it, it's, it's an old show. Uh-huh. As you said, what is it? 1989. You said 1980, I want to say 1989. Yes. Yeah. So like, and it holds up pretty well. And and, right. it, and it's interesting because especially now with all the like the gender identity stuff, mm-hmm. um, uh, I I watched it not too long ago, and uh, oh really? Yeah, I did. Uh, so it, a lot of this is fresh in my head. I've watched the first season with my kids actually, right? Um, and and then I realized, holy shit, there is a lot of <laughs> sexual stuff, especially in that first season. Um, but it's it. It, it can be played pretty innocently, you know, right. and if you pay attention to to how it's done, especially when it when it came to me explaining some of this situational because there's a lot of situational comedy in this. I was able to explain a lot of this to my kids and mm-hmm. I realized one thing, especially when it came to that fucker Kuno, you know, <laughs> so there's there's several characters on here. As you said, Son Tendo is Akane Tendo's father. Akane Tendo is the youngest of three sisters. There's Kasumi, Nabiki, and then, of course, uh, uh, Akane. Now, Kasumi is the oldest, respectful character. She's what everybody deems marriage material, right? She knows how to cook. She's very soft-spoken. She's very caring, very motherly. Um, Right. The mother. Yes, she's basically the mother because there's no mother on the on the Tendo side of the of of the story, and Son Tendo is a very kind of uh, sensitive man, right? Uh, he's uh, he's very protective of his daughters. Uh, he loves his daughters very very much. He's very affectionate of them. Um, but then there's Nabiki. Nabiki is the very clever, wise crackery. She's very sarcastic. She's super sarcastic. One of the, probably the most sarcastic character on the show, and one of my favorite characters. Um, right. She's the middle daughter. Um, and and then there's Akane Tendo, who's actually the one that takes after Son Tendo more in terms of. She is the martial arts practitioner and probably the heir to the throne of the martial arts in the in the dojo. And so, like you were saying, Son Tendo and um, uh, Genma Saotome made a deal. Genma Saotome is Rama's father. And the right. deal was that they would get Rama and Akane to marry them. Now, something you don't know and you find out later on in the series is that Genma Saotome made that deal with a shit ton of people. He did. Yes. He made that deal with a lot of people. He made that deal for for his son for like food. Fish. Fish. Fucking whatever whatever he was. He's like, because I mean, the funny thing is, this fucking guy, they did a lot of traveling, right? Right. they did like the whole like uh, wandering master of martial arts, right? Right. But he was a fucking beggar. <laughs> right. They were poor, you know, and, and because they were traveling, this guy didn't have a fucking job. So they, they did a lot of stealing. They did a lot of fucking uh, uh, finding food in the forest. They, don't, <laughs> they did a lot of like beggar shit, you know? Um, and it's funny because like, uh, the, they kind of mention it, but it's always been a joke, but you don't really get it. Genma is an idiot. He's not only, he's not only an idiot, but he's like, he, he forced his son to be a beggar with him, you know, while they traveled the countryside learning martial arts. Um, (laughs) so, but like he made that deal, like, you know, to, betrothed his son with whoever for all kinds of shit food you know shelter all kinds of shit fucking 
ridiculous fucking character. But a and lot a, of a lot of these characters are like that. They're they have extremes. Right. So like Genma was definitely one of them. Now uh going down the list again, uh now Rama uh is so like, here's the funny thing about what I really like about this series. So now you have these girls and now you have this character that flips back and forth between being a man and a woman and, mm-hmm. and it's not his choice. And right. this is, this is why I think it's timely, right? Cause he doesn't want to change into a woman. No, it happens to him. Right. right. So when he's a girl, He's a girl trapped in a man's body. Exactly. He identifies as a man. Mm-hmm. And he really is a man. He right. just happens to be in a woman's body. That's why I think it's timely. Because mm-hmm. it's like, like how many people are like this in real life? You know, they, you know, they, they were funny shit with it and all kinds of stuff. But like that character deals with a lot of like identity issues he he deals with what does it mean to be a man and he's really stuck on that because part of the time he's a woman Mm -hmm. you know and and a lot of the shit that happens to him and this is the part that i found very interesting sometimes he gets sexually harassed exactly you know, shit that's really fucking serious. And mm-hmm. when I watched it when I was, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, when I watched it, it was funny. Now when I watch it, it really bothers me, man. Because yeah. that, that Kuno <laughs> motherfucker, there's this character named Kuno. Um, right. There's this character named Tatawaki, Tatawaki Kuno. This fucking guy is a fucking dick. Now, he is like the moment Rama turns into a woman, he's all over her or her, him. He's all over him, you know, and it's like and it's funny because there's two things going on there. All right. Mm -hmm. First off, he's super disrespectful to women. The way he just grabs onto her or him. Mm -hmm. This is going to be hard. With the gender thing, because Rama is a man and he identifies as a man. So anyway, he jumps on the girl version of Rama and just just sexually harasses her, right? But it's like it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Respect exactly. respect the person. You know, twenty years ago it looked funny, but now you look at it, it's just like, no, dude, like what the fuck are you doing? Like you're disrespecting. Yeah this person well there's an episode where they show that rama actually fights him as a man yeah loses yeah he loses but the second time he fights him he fights him as a woman and beats the shit out of him yeah and that's why he falls in love with her and only knows her as a red-headed girl red-headed girl yeah right so you know that's that okay then you have uh, another character which I, I find somewhat funny, and that's um, Shampoo. Yes. Yeah, the, supposedly she's from a tribe of Chinese Amazons. Yes. Right? And at one point, um, while they were training, she, she was a champion of some, of some tournament. So Rama goes into a fight, go enters the tournament and beats her. Yeah. I think for okay. food. I think they were fighting for food. Fighting for food. Exactly. Yeah. So in that scene there, you see her shampoo kisses Ram as a girl. And everybody's freaked out about it because now that is considered the kiss of death. Mm. Okay. Now, when she comes to look for Rama, she meets the male counterpart. Now, they fight again, and Rama beats her again as a boy. And in that scene there, in her tradition, is if a man beats her, they're engaged. Yeah. 
Right. They're engaged to get married. So the funny thing is, too, is it's like she does the same thing Kuno does. Mm -hmm. But to the male version of Rama, she just jumps on him and basically basically sexually harasses him as well. Right. She's always touching on him. She's always jumping on over him. He doesn't want it. And she still jumps on him. And and he doesn't want to have anything to do with that relationship. Right. And and as much as he tells her to go away, she won't. So I think uh and so like going back to Kuno, because I'm glad you brought her up, because they're the same character except for the different for the two different genders. But right. But and they're both interesting because um because they both they both, to some extent, realize that Rama is both a girl and a guy, right? right? Shampoo knows for sure, consciously. She doesn't. She doesn't mess with it. She 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 knows. To at one point, she realizes Rama is both a girl and a guy. Right. But fucking Kuno. Kuno knows, and he play any he, and he just pretends it's not there. He is right. he is like intentionally blocking it and pretending that girl version and guy version of Rama are two separate people. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and it's like, dude, like, what's going on with you? Are you gay? You know, like, you know, right. like, are, are you gay? Like, like, that's fine. There's no problem with that. But like, you are, you are intentionally blocking this side of it from your vision right and and, in, and it's 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 very interesting and but but shampoo is fine with it shampoo she doesn't pretend she just right. wants guy version rama all the time now all that stuff aside the biggest i think the biggest thing that this show teaches is respect okay because because no matter what the person is or no matter what the person, how that person identifies, you should respect the person. You should respect their body. They should, you should respect them. And, you, and there are boundaries that you need to keep. And, and you got to respect those boundaries. And that's what I like about the show, especially now. Like, it's, there's parts of it, don't get me wrong, that still kind of don't do well, you know? Right. Um, like, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with Hapusai. Hapusai is super disgusting <laughs> and and it's not something i can really show the kids like that guy right. that guy I, that guy just can't like if if that guy didn't exist um i think it would hold up better but i couldn't watch any more any more episodes because there's there's a huge portion of of haposai in the story because haposai is a complicated character haposai is not only uh a giant fucking pervert but he's also he's also the the master of martial arts for the branches of martial arts that both Sautomi and Tendo practice right. he is he is their master so he is gained he's he's a fucked up character cuz he is a character that's gained a certain a certain level of of notoriety you know mm-hmm. Like in the hierarchy of things, he's he's supposed to be a respected character, and he is right. super duper flawed and problematic. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like you can't. That guy's supposed to be a leader, and he's a fucking he's a pain in the ass. And, <laughs> and like that guy, Hapusai would get super canceled right now, man. Mm-hmm. Like that fucking guy is a fucking problem, and um, <laughs> and, and like you know, shit happens like like that, like. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the the morning show has a kind of character that's complex. Like I shouldn't say complex; it's a fucking pain in the ass. Like Haposai, you know? Yeah, there's there's a pervert guy who who kind of didn't realize how bad he was. He he, you know how much how fucked up he was behaving, and, and mm. that's Haposai. Haposai doesn't Haposai is super selfish. Doesn't right. care about boundaries. 
and is just a disgusting character. Now, now again, what this show teaches is respect. Because and and this is how it does it, especially for men. Because what happens is Rama turns into a girl. And if you identify with Rama as a man, when he changes into a girl, he makes you realize, oh, shit, this this is what it must feel like to be a woman. Right. You know? And then you see... Rama's reaction. That's the clever writing in this show. Because Rama is a man when he's a girl. And when they treat him a certain way, he's like, fuck off. Don't touch me. You know? And he punches these people. You know? Right. He's aggressive. He's super aggressive. Right. And he and he not only is he aggressive, but he's a martial artist. So now he can deal with this shit. Like for real, you know? And um, that is, I think, the part that I never realized that I enjoyed about it. But like, or that that it causes the humor, right? But it mm-hmm. deals with a problem. Uh, interestingly, because for once, it's saying, "Well, what does it feel like if you were a man and this happened to you?" you right. And, exactly. and 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 so I I wonder who how. Rumukio Takahashi, the creator of this show, I wonder who she wrote this for. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's well, very time. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. Say again. I said totally. She was ahead of her time writing this story. You know, the the being a female artist in a male dominated career, you know, field. You know, and then to to write a story about a man who doesn't like being a woman, but is trapped in a woman's body. You know, that's just, it's out there. Yeah. Out there. But the show went on for like 10 years. It went on forever. Yeah. Seven seasons. Yeah. You look a hundred and some, 190 some odd episodes, I think, you know, and I, like I said, I just barely started watching it. And like I said, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the stories. I'm enjoying the comedy. You know, there is, there are some, ser- there are some episodes there that are just like, wow, this, this, how, how did she come up with this stuff? Yeah. So, you know, th- that just hits you now before back then it was ha 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 made me laugh. But now that you're older, you're like, damn. Yeah. You know, how did she, how did she know that that was going to happen? know that we were gonna like wow this is totally a deep series yeah no it's a series that you totally get invested in it's a story it's a, it's a series that if um i am like really enjoying it you know like at first like i said i was like i said you brought me you got me into it you know and i i gave it a shot and i love it yeah there's no there's no ifs ands and buts about it yeah. you know it- and and you know the other thing too is like especially with the first season, you get introduced to Ryoga, mm-hmm. and Ryoga. He's a character that's always lost. Exactly. So you see that like there's a metaphor there. He's mm-hmm. always lost. He never he never can find his way, even when people point him in the right direction. Like literally, <laughs> people right. will will say, "Take this path; I'll take you to whatever." Siri is city you're going to, mm-hmm. and then somehow for whatever reason he goes in the other direction, right? And they're like, "Where are you going?" There's there's yeah. a scene where he does that, and the right. guy's like, "Where are you going?" I pointed this way, you dummy. He's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, sorry," and he turns around and he still goes the wrong way, you know. And it's just like he has no sense of direction. He has no all. sense of direction at all. But there's a reason. There's there's an interesting metaphor there. Because he's also got a secret that he won't let anybody know. He's always been lost, and then he holds mm-hmm. on to this secret that he doesn't want anybody to know. And so he he doesn't tell anybody, right? And it's a fucking deep secret. And the only person that ends up finding out who this like this secret is Rama. Right. Rama's the only one who knows 
his secret identity, his secret, his closeted thing, uh-huh. you know, and, and it's that he turns into a pig because he right. he's been Rama's rival since very little and he's been chasing Rama forever and hasn't been able to get to him because he has no sense of direction. Right. right? Well, there was an opportunity for him to fight Rama. Yeah. Rama for him for three days. Yes. He lived right next to him. And he ended up waiting for him in the backyard. Yeah. Yep. And he couldn't get there. No, nope, and he couldn't get there. Yeah. No. It was ridiculous. And it was over a piece of bread. Right. Well, the rivalry started because he was the at Zoe school, they would fight to get the best bread. And Rama was always the one to get it. Yeah. You, no, well, the last piece of bread, he would always fight over for the bread. And Rama right. would, would basically always take his bread from him. Right. And so finally, like, you know, when they meet again, he, he's like, you know, this is why we're fighting. And Rama's like, fine. And so he runs off and brings him all this bread. And it was like, okay, here's the bread. Are we cool now? <laughs> you know, like, can we let this go? And the guy's right. like, no, it's too late for that shit. You know, <laughs> it's like, we're going to fight. <laughs> to the death or whatever right so like you know it's it's ridiculous because there's also that rivalry there uh there's there's a there's an aggression there that he has fixated on to rama and i don't know what 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 she like rukio takahashi's intention is Mm -hmm. but it's funny because he they end up being rivals for akane's affection as well right as well and rama doesn't really care about Akane. I mean, he does. Don't get me wrong. Actually, that's I take that back. Mm-hmm. He he falls in love with with Akane. Right. But he doesn't like like to admit it. Now, we interrupt the podcast to let you know that if you're building a website and you need a hosting service, Bluehost is definitely the way to go. If, especially if you're building it in uh, WordPress, for example. It's the hosting service I use for my website, the Flow Real Podcast, and they're super dependable, never had a problem, easy to use. I highly recommend them. Make sure you use the referral link in the description so that Bluehost knows I sent you. Also, the music you're listening to here comes from Epidemic Sound. Now, Epidemic Sound is a great service which allows you to get licenses to music with a very affordable monthly plan. It's great. And you can get a 30-day free trial if you act now. With over 35,000 tracks and 90,000 sound effects, you will find all that you will need for your projects. When you head over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so they know that I sent you. Now, I just recently started using Monday. Um, Monday.com has what they call a work operating system, a work OS. What it is is a work management software. It's more than just a to-do list. It allows you to work with teams. You can put timelines on things. It organizes your projects in a very easy to read dashboard and it's super customizable i love it just started using it Uh, i'm sharing it with my teams now it's a great tool for you to use for your work especially nowadays when we're working from home and we're a little more disconnected we don't have the people in front of us to ask questions about where is this project how are you doing on this what's the timeline etc etc so with monday it makes it very easy for you to kind of keep an eye on things i love it i love it it's an amazing piece of software i highly recommend it and when you make your way over to monday.com make sure you use my referral link in the description ryoga spends every night in pig form inside akane's bed yeah and he hates that it doesn't want to tell her that this is a dude either well he's tried he's tried and she won't listen just won't all right so but he's like he's loving it yeah (laughs) yeah he snuggles up on her oh yeah exactly yeah so like it's funny because he's like i it's 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 difficult because he's ashamed of being the pig right right that's his closeted fear he's ashamed of being a pig 
but he's so in love with 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 Akane, right? You know, and and Rama is you know so jealous, even though he plays that he's not, right? Because <laughs> he he loves he loves Akane. Oh yeah, you know. Um, so but they both have this dual nature to each other, but also like, uh, but but there's this closet thing, you know, like like the pig, you know, Rayoga's pig form is, you know, he's. He's in the closet. He's got he's got shit in his closet that he doesn't want anybody to know. And the only mm-hmm. person that knows is the the transsexual, you right? Know? Rama, <laughs> Rama. So there's right. there's all this like like sexual stuff. There's all this like gender identity stuff. All this stuff being played in there, and it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. fucking amazing that she was that Rumukyo Takahashi was thinking this stuff way back when, because I think right now is so timely. And right. like I said, it's just about respect. And Rama, Rama eventually stops trying to out him mm-hmm. and, and kind of respects his, his pig form. Like he doesn't, he doesn't ever really out him. He, he just like, like threatens that he's going to out him. He's going to like, I'm going to tell her, and I'm going to embarrass you. And he's like, don't, you know? And he's always like, oh, you know, the, you know what happened to Ray Yoga? Why is this pig here? All of a sudden, there's a pig, and where's Ray Yoga? Do you ever wonder where, why that is? And then mm-hmm. Akane is just like, ah, oh, whatever, you know? And she doesn't pay it any mind. Meanwhile, Ray Yoga, the pig, is freaking out. And so the, that's, that's the game he plays with him, but he never outs him. Right, exactly. It's interesting because... Ryoga, because Rama, in the end of the day, it still wants to be respectful. Exactly. You know, he might threaten some shit because they have that rivalry. But in the end of the day, he's an honorable man. He doesn't out his buddy, even though they're not really buddies. He doesn't right. out him. It's very interesting. There's so much there. But they have one of my favorite fights, Ryoga and Rama. That just right. goes on for fucking days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and fight for Akane's Akane's um hand, right? Is that what it is, or they just fight for the fuck? Of it? I I can't remember what I think he falls in love with her after that fight. I don't uh-huh. I don't remember, but they 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 get to this fight towards the end of the of the first season, and mm-hmm. it's fucking epic because it's like like one thing they figure out. Because uh, because uh, Ryoga walks around with this umbrella, right? And he he takes this umbrella, opens it up, and throws it and spins it at Rama, right? And Rama is really agile; he's really clever, really fast, really smart martial artist, and jumps out of the way using footwork and whatever. And this fucking umbrella flies around, and for whatever reason, Akane runs up to it to pick it up and she realizes holy shit this umbrella is fucking heavy as hell she can't pick it up and he's like wait a minute this guy walks around with this umbrella all over the country with with and he wields this umbrella with one hand this guy is incredibly fucking strong and he is he's freakishly strong and, and 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 tries to kill rama with his brute strength, and it's it's really clever in that way because it's right. like how does she how does she pick this stuff up? Like, is she a martial artist too? Like Rukio? Well, she is a martial artist. Is she? Yeah, Kane's training. No, I'm She's talking a- about Rumikyo Takahashi. Oh, 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 the writer. Is she a martial oh, artist? No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I really yeah. don't know. But yeah. I thought you were talking about Akane. It's like, no, well, Akane. She's she, she does the martial arts, and yeah. Stuff, so. Yeah, she is. She is a martial artist. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, that that's and she's able to like warn Rama and tell him, "Hey, you got to watch out for this guy. This guy is you know is super freakishly strong, right?" You know? And he finds out, like he finds out because at one point this guy rips a pole out of the ground or something and tries to hit Rama with it. It's one of my favorite shows, man. Right. It's one, it's one, it's 
I started, um, like I said, I started, I'm enjoying the series so far. Yeah. There's a couple of series that I'm interested in that, um, cause, um, I'm going on vacation soon. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta start watching and finishing these series, you know, so I can catch up and I wanted to do a classic. So Rama one half and Yo-Yo Hakushu is the next one I'm watching. Oh, Yu-Yu Hakushu. Yeah. I haven't yeah. had a chance to see that one. I actually have that in my queue too. I haven't had a chance yeah. to watch that. And I have not. I've watched like maybe four episodes. Of Yu Yu Hakushu? Oh yeah, I'm like love. I love the. I I I think I'm I'm at the point where the other the guy with the baseball bat actually gets his abilities. I I am not. I haven't seen the show. Um, mm-hmm. I used to read a lot about it. Like I would get right. those magazines. There was a popular magazine back in the day that was called. Um, Jump. What is it? Jump. No, no, not jump. It was called. Uh, uh, I think it was like a uh, protoculture. I think it was called. Oh, protoculture. Okay. Yeah. And so I would pick that magazine up and watch and, and look at the. You know, and read the articles and read and, and look at the and look at the stuff. You actually had the game. I had the game. You had and you had it for a 3DO. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I did. I love yeah. that game too, man. Yeah. I remember that. I remember you had it. Yeah. That, that threw out an oldie right there. Bang. Yeah. 3DO. <laughs> I was yeah, dude. I can't believe you remember 3DO. I, I dude, didn't I, oh, I remember a lot of crazy. <laughs> dude like um it's funny that you brought that up because that's what i was warming up to i was gonna say i had the game but i couldn't remember the system oh and i think you had the you had the panasonic one not the 3do one not the gold star one mm, i don't remember video came out for with two systems came out with two systems one was a same system played both games but one was a 3d one was a a um damn i just said it panasonic uh, Panasonic and the other one was a, a gold star. Damn. Yeah. Was it you who took me to to go get the the system fixed? Yeah, it was. Was it? I took you to where to Cyberzone? No, 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 no. Like, did I have to get that for, or was that for Nintendo? I, I don't know. Because there, I think there was there was a system we had to go someplace, and this dude. We went to this dude's store, and he he uh, he put a chip in a, in one of the systems that that I bought. Maybe, maybe it was Nintendo. I can't remember, or was it? A, it couldn't have been a I, PlayStation. I think it was a PlayStation, bro. You think so? Yeah, we went to this creepy old guy's house, creepy old guy's um building. I mean, yeah. store. Yeah. All dark and everything had like arcade setup and everything. That was CyberZone. Okay. Naperville, I remember that. Oh, was it Naperville? I think so. Not really sure. I don't know where it was exactly, but I remember we used to drive out there like every week when I used to work, work back in the day of Uncle Land. Then we would charge guys to like mod their system. We would keep, we would, we would like, oh, it cost 60. Yeah. It cost, it cost 60, but we charged the baby and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember that shit, bro. Yeah, but uh, like, there's a couple series out there, dude, that really caught my eye. I was more into the movies, though, like Wicked City, Akira. Oh, you dude. know, um, there, uh, or there was one that I really, Eight Man After the movie, mm. and then the one that I really, 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 really liked was Crying Freeman. I know, I know you like Crying Freeman. I thought it was cool. I never got into it, but yeah. I, I thought it was cool. Like I, I mean, remember, like six movies. They were mm-hmm. all. They weren't series. They were all movies. And then they came out with a live action one, which yeah. I found with Mark Dacascos. Yes, I know yeah. which one you're talking about. You know, there was a lot of great anime that came out during the '80s. Like you know me, I love my um, my Fatal Fury movies, all three of them. I like the I like the Giver. That was one of my favorites. The Giver. I got anything Giver, even that one movie that. He fought a female Giver, and then I got the uh, live action movies too. There was Lily Cat, bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So catch this, man. So get this. What's- um, another series that we watched back in the day was called Fushigi Yugi. That's the one with the cat girl. 
No, that's I think Cat Girl Nuku Nuku is what you're talking about. Right. About she's an alien. She's trying to talk to her. Oh no 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 no! This is completely different. So, um, uh, I forgot what the term was was for this particular type of anime. But basically, it's it's the it's the it's a it's a type of anime where the where there's a girl protagonist, and she ends up in a Wizard of Oz type situation. Mm. So she ends up going into a into a different world. In this case, the protagonist. Uh, ends up in the past, but like ancient China, uh-huh. and it's like not only China, but also like like maybe a different dimension, even you know. Uh-huh. So because right. like like it's it's like history doesn't line up with it as well. But anyway, like so she's in this fantasy land because she ends up in the in this fantasy land because they read a book. Her and her friend they go to this. Um, library they go into the, like this closed off section section and they end up uh reading a book but when you read the book reading the book casts a spell the whole book is a spell oh shit so reading the book casts a spell and you end up being in the book and the only way to finish the book or the only way to get out of the story and fin- and finish the quest is to finish reading the book so like part part of the time the character switch places and one character is in the book and the other the other character comes out of the book to read it to finish reading it yeah he's gonna spirit it away uh, it's a little bit like spirited away yes it's got yeah. that whole thing it, there's another one that's very similar to fishugi yugi in that concept of like girls in another world exclophone exclophone uh, is is similar to that yeah yeah i love that oh that that that's an interesting series because that yeah. series is is got again a female protagonist uh this woman goes to like a weird fantasy land right this and this particular alice in wonderland oz place that she goes to is like medieval time exactly but with, but with mechs right right I remember that. I love that series, dude. Loved that, it. It was so fucking interesting. And the mechs, they were or the the knights, the 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 suit of armors, they were powered by magic. Right. And the the male counterpart to her was an angel. Oh, was he, the guy had wings. Oh, I don't remember that. Before. Yeah, he would he would bust about when it was like in really really danger. Mm-hmm. When he and then when he was off, when he was not an Escafloni, he had wings. He had like angel wings. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a fantastic series too. Like Blue Seed, I love Blue Seed. You like Blue Seed? I like Blue Seed too. It was good, but Blue Seed isn't was, the same. No, Blue, Blue Seed is not this female protagonist kind of uh, Wizard of Oz situation. Oh no, it's not. It's not. No, yeah. no one that's like that that I like like that is um, Neo Evangeline. Evangelion. Oh, Evangelion, yeah. And I just lost track because they keep coming out with these new movies and they're adding all these characters. I'm like, shut up. Give me the original 12. <laughs> <episodes." laughs> <You know? laughs> shut up. <laughs> I don't hear that shit. <laughs> yeah. Weird series. It's a weird series to begin with. Like, supposedly these aliens are considered angels. Mm-hmm. First angel they killed, killed, killed every. When the blood spilled into the ocean, it killed everything in the ocean. Wow. But it's all red. The oceans are all red. And um they have to create they had to create a some sort of a hand-to-hand combat mech to fight these creatures. And what I love about it so is like it's realistic. Like, yeah, these there's giant robots out there and I, okay, yeah, they're powered by magic or or they have this internal unlimited supply of power. And then these guys they had umbilical cords. Yeah. They were like you know, and then the crazy part is if that thing detaches, you got 30 seconds to do what you got to do, yeah. you know, before it shuts it, down. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting? And and spoilers, just spoilers. Mm-hmm. We're spo- we spoil everything on the show. So anyway, nothing's on, nothing's unspoiled here. Yeah. <laughs> so just for our listeners in the end, 
or eventually <laughs> as the series progress you find out that the mechs in evangelion aren't mechs no they're 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 creatures they're they're like cyborgs or something or aliens in armor suits or something i they're they're i think they're 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 angels yeah they are angels they're angels that they captured mm-hmm. and, and put them in 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 these suits to control right. them exactly i i i I never really finished the series. Like I watched it. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan, but I, I never finished the series. I never got. I never got a chance. Um, I know it, it has a message. I never got a chance to decipher the message. Right. It's it's a very complicated series. Yeah. Like if you stick with the original ones, that's your best bet because now it's like they have an ending. It says part one, part two, part three. No, not three, not two. You know, I'm like, what? What? Get out of here. I haven't seen the new the new stuff, like the new movies for Evangelion. Uh, I just I I I'm confused. <laughs> we tell the they they said they released these movies and supposedly these movies are retelling the story again mm. to a certain point. And then they added new pilots, they added new mechs, they they find out one of the pilots is an angel, you know, and falls in love with um the main protagonist in the series and i'm like shut up (laughs) yeah you know just just fight the damn thing get it over with jesus how hard can it be to stomp on an alien you know or an angel (laughs) but anyway but yeah back to let's segue back to rama (laughs) no i just um yeah no i i rama is is got some of this because it's like uh it's these stories for 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 female uh readers right. which is what i think uh Escaflone is uh which is what uh, uh all these titles we mentioned just now i i blue seed has a female protagonist but also seems right. to have a male protagonist in it, in it as well right. and it's okay. got and and i believe and I like that you brought Blue Seed up because I think if you like, if you like Rama, you're gonna like Blue Seed. Although Blue Seed has more action and less of this kind of controversial um, sex talk, like it doesn't. There isn't really any of that in there. No, a perverted little half breed alien, a half breed demon. So yeah, but I mean, it's like that's the that's the second protagonist. He's the one who protects her. Yeah. You know? So, but I mean, yeah, Blue Seed has its I mean, it has a female protagonist, and, she, and her thing is, is like, compared to what Rama is, where is a guy who is trapped in a who gets trapped in a female's body. Yeah, right. And uh, I mean, but but realistically, Rama is a, is a male lead. It, right. It's just that it's I believe written for for girls the, that right. that show, even though it has a male protagonist and it's got you know martial arts and it's an action based. Uh, story the intended audience is is girls now right. same thing with the other titles that uh Rimukio Takahashi has made she's got Mizani Koku she's got Yusei Yasuda she's also got um Inuyasha which I know you like what I was going to tell you is like that because she goes it's a female protagonist who goes into the demon world okay she jumps down her well her her family well Supposedly, mm-hmm. down and Inuasha is her protector, and like you said, it's like a Wizard of Oz thing. She jumps down the well. She ends up in the demon world, you know. And in the demon world, she has to, um, like she's considered she is a princess apparently, and her job in the in this thing is to keep the peace, I think, or something well, like that. Remember, at one point they break the sh- the the jewel. That demon jewel thing, right. they break the shard. They break it into into like it's a tiny little pearl like thing, and it right. breaks into a bunch of little pieces, and it gets mm-hmm. thrown all over the world or all over the land. Mm-hmm. You have to put it back together. Tiny little shards. It'll take them forever. But also like that tiny little shard. You know, a demon eats it, and they get super powered. Right. You know. So now they have to go around looking for this. Not only to like collect the jewel and make it whole again, but because it's dangerous, you know. 
And there's like two other people after that gem as well. Yeah. One is half brother. Oh yeah. The other one is the main villain who had the shard to begin with. Mm-hmm. And they're all three of them are fighting for this, for this actually this, um, shards of the pearl, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and, it, and it's just like, like you said, it's like female protagonist and it's a male protagonist in this one, but it's like wizard of Oz, I think jumped yeah. on a well, a whole different world, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, 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 I really like those stories. They're, they're super interesting. Cause I mean, I, I fall for them every single time, you know, like, right. like you're saying Escalophone, uh, uh, you know, Inuyasha, uh, and then like, if you like these stories, Fushigi Yugi is a, is another great choice. The unfortunate part about Fushigi Yugi though, right. is it's really girly. My daughter loves Fushigi Yugi. She mm-hmm. fucking loves, she's 10 and she loves the shit out of it. She'll watch it every chance she gets. And I tried watching it with her recently and I'm like, I can't, I don't right. think I can watch this. This is not, this is definitely not for me. <laughs> you know, I can't stand it. You know, like it's too girly. It's like right. too, too much. I am definitely not the audience for that show, but it's, you know, but if you're a 10 year old girl, I'm sure you'll love it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. Because there's so much lovey dovey stuff in it. She it's loves a, the, the sailor moon. It, it's a sailor moon. It's kind of like a sailor right. moon, uh, except a little more, uh, there's a little more drama in it. Ah, okay. You know, the sailor moon, I don't know if it, like from the episodes I've seen, doesn't have this kind of drama. She loves sailor moon too. Yeah. Um, and the character in Sailor Moon, uh, Serena, is very similar to the character in terms of temperament, very right. similar to the girl in Fushigi Yugi. So for our listeners, if that's your if that's your jam, you go for it. it <laughs> but I, I warned you, if, it, if you don't like Sailor Moon, this is definitely not for you, man. It's Fushigi Yugi <laughs> stuff. Not for you, man. I, I couldn't I couldn't stomach it. I, I don't know for what a reason when I was younger I was able to watch it, but recently I try I tried getting into it because I, I said, Oh, you know, I remember liking this. And I said, Hey, you know the old one or the new one? I'm talking about Fushigi Yugi. Oh, Fushigi Yugi. Okay. Yeah. I never liked Sailor Moon. It was <laughs> absolutely never was for boys. But no, um, I had a daughter, so she had to put up with it. So <laughs> <laughs> And she, I even got her a video game for that too. Oh, there's a video game. There's like two video games that came out for the Sega Saturn at the time, and I had pre-ordered them for her, and she loved it. It was like a one was a side scroller, like fighting game, and the other one was like a one-on-one fight game. So I got it for her, and I was like, she loved it. She loved it. So, dude, I had no idea. Yeah. I might have to get that for my daughter. See if I can find a, a Sailor Moon. I, I didn't even think about it. There could be a Sailor Moon game for my daughter. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's got to have- be one now, right? <laughs> do you have to say Saturn? No, I'm talking about like like in a regular console now. No. There isn't? There has to be. I, I don't think so, bro. To the internet. To the internet, we must go. Oh, yes. Let's see. I'm I'm waiting right now. I'm supposed to get. I'm waiting for this one game right now for the drink for the for the for the switch. Let's see. Let's see. Sailor Moon video game. Video game. I'm gonna go switch. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there's one. There, I don't see a Sailor Moon. Damn man. Damn. It would be nice if there was a Sailor Moon. There's games like. Sailor Moon. Oh. But nothing that's Sailor. Whoa, what is this? So I've, I've been thinking about getting that PlayStation. What is it? PlayStation 5? Yeah. It, it's out on Walmart. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Walmart. They announced it. They have it now in stock. I don't know, man. I just, like, when now that they finally have it, I don't know if I can spare the cash. All right. There is one fucking game, bro. Uh, let's see. Which one? One fucking game that... I, well, there's actually a couple games. There's uh-huh. only a couple fucking games that I would like to play again. And it, it'll be sucky because I'll, pl- I'll probably spend like 100 bucks. Uh-huh. I'll play these games, and once I flip them, I won't play them again. 
<laughs> but there's there's these two games that I would love to play again. Okay. To take to take me back in the time, bro. <laughs> it's, me, it's uh take a guess. The Turtles the arcade? No, not Teenage no? Mutant Turtles. Not 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 no. Take 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 guess. They're Nintendo games. I'm talking about when I was a little little guy. Mario Bros. Three. No. What? You're never gonna guess because I you probably played these games with me though. Damn. Uh, Double Dragon Two, bam! Yes, that's one. So, what do you think is the second game? Uh, See if you can take a guess. You, you're right about Double Dragon, dude. I loved Double Dragon. I would say Bad Dudes. No, is it a two-player game? No, it's not. It's a solo-player game, adventure game, martial arts based as well. Kung Fu Master. No. Nah. No. Damn. You give it's up. a game. It's not best of the best, is it? No. Nah. Huh. I'm talking old. Old. You're not talking about Kung Fu Brothers, are you? Nah, not that nah. old. It's a martial arts game for a single player person. Nintendo game. First Nintendo. Yes. It, came, it had the cartridges. It had, you know, it was a cartridge. I actually, I think I bought both one and two of this game. You give up? Street Fighter? No, but actually, that that's a pretty good guess. But no, that's not because you could get Street Fighter. Right. Yeah. And I, and I actually like the newer iterations of Street Fighter more than I do the old iterations. But it came out for the Nintendo. But it was for Nintendo. Final Fight? No, but that's a good guess. <sighs> I don't want... It's, it's not... Fatal Fury? No. Also a good guess, but no. Damn, I was going to say Art of Fighting. No, not Art of Fighting either. Yeah, I give up. Okay, Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Dude, yep. My favorite was Shadow the Ninja. Shadow the Ninja. Yeah. It was a two-player game, too. It was a ninja. One, you could choose from, like, one had a sword, and the other one had a, ch- uh, a kunai with chains. Mm. That's what it was. I used to pick the kunai with chain guy. Dude. And it played. It looked exactly like Double Dragon. I mean, it looked exactly like Ninja Gate. Yeah. Yeah, except that one was a female and the other one was a male. Like, what kind of system was that? Was that an 8-bit system or 16-bit system? It was an 8-bit system. 8-bit system, yeah. So, like, so like, just to give people who are listening, you know, some idea, like, it, it was, it, it looked choppy, man. It was yeah, very it was- blocky. <laughs> Dude. Sorry. I, I, would, I would love to play, you know, just Ninja Gaiden one more time. <laughs> we'll see. Wait a so, minute. I think you can. You are, you have a PlayStation 3, right? Yeah. You have the PlayStation Network, don't you? Is it? They shut compatible? it down. Oh, for the PlayStation 3? Yeah. Damn, sucks, dude. Yeah. Could came out with a, with a Ninja Gaiden um, pack. Mm. And I think as the original Ninja Gaiden as well as the new ones that came out. I don't know if I can buy anything. I think if I want to buy something in the PlayStation Network, I think I have to load my account with money. Then I can buy something. I can't just buy something outright. Actually, you can. I do it all the time. No, no, no. They changed stuff recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very recently, for, Ninja, for at least for PlayStation 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to do away with PlayStation 3 eventually. So. Right. Yeah, well, PlayStation 4 and 5 are out now. And that's the thing. Yeah, that's just it. Like, I think what happened is they're not letting, they're not letting, they're not doing away with PlayStation 3 just yet because not everybody has gotten rid of it because PlayStation 5 is so hard to get. Right. You know, or at least was. I don't know if it is still, but yeah. I mean, this is some bullshit too, man. Like, 
you know, a normal person couldn't get their hands on a fucking PlayStation. Meanwhile, there's a bunch of fucking nerds someplace with like yeah. 10 of those boxes sitting in their fucking office or room waiting right. to be sold at, you know, triple the price. Like, fuck you people. You people suck. <laughs> you know, like, right. like, I get it. I get it. Make your money. That's cool. Make your money. You know? So any uh, last words on Rama? If you're a fan of um, martial arts and hilarious hijinks and pool parties, you need to watch it. <laughs> pool parties. Yeah, pool yeah. parties. For sure, man. Yeah. yeah, and it's definitely in in, in that uh, in that vein of uh, shows made for a right. female audience, but mostly it can satisfy uh, uh, you know uh, a di- you know several different demographics. But it's definitely a show that's ahead of its time, man. Like it really kind of. It, it, I think, more than anything, really shines a light about how we should be treating each other. Right, exactly. Yeah. I get you. I feel you, man. I feel you. All right, brother. Well, thanks so much for coming on, brother. Oh, yeah. You know, I love talking about this shit. Hell yeah, man. I'm a geek. <laughs> I'm a geek like you, man. Deep, nope, deep exactly. Down. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Later. Later. music you're listening to is titled name tag and it's by hallman and the vicious you can find them over at epidemic sound and should you decide to go over there make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that i sent you yeah man we get pretty geeky all that stuff man i love that stuff you know and there was a time where i really dug fishuki yugi but for some reason man i just I just, it's just i can't do it i can't do it anymore it's not for me but should you happen to have a 10 year old daughter you might want to introduce her to fishuki yugi because it's a pretty good story my daughter really enjoys it so maybe your daughter will too now if you like this kind of geeky content we have plenty more you can find over at our website theflowrollpodcast.com there you'll find more episodes and a store where you can buy you know, a t-shirt a mug and some wall art so make sure you head on over there if you like our content and just want to help us out we will appreciate any kind of donation you want to give to the flow Row podcast you can find that also at the website don't you forget to follow us on instagram you can find me edgar otraves under the name edgar otraves on instagram and you can follow my cousin primo under the name the underscore real underscore cousin primo and don't you forget to follow the show the flow roll podcast under the name the flow roll and do us a favor make sure you like subscribe comment wherever you get your podcasts at and press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy thank you so much for listening we will catch you next time behave yourselves laters